So you got a whole uh, alpha team now, don't you? But you, but you have a wealth of knowledge that is beneficial to a lot of people, and it we can move the needle. How often do you hear a hunting podcast? We talked about this. People relate to this. What's cracking, everybody? I just got off the mountain yesterday from taking photos of uh, sheep pornography. Uh, it was very cold and windy, but I'm back in the office. And I've got a longtime friend, and I didn't know if I was going to hack his name uh, up or not, but it sounds like I nailed it. That's Joel uh, Burham, uh, Whitetail Fit, uh, which I do poke fun of occasionally. Not you in general, but I say I'm going to be getting Whitetail Fit soon. <laughs> but uh, you are not fat. You are buff as shit. But uh, thanks for coming on, man. <laughs> Oh, I appreciate it, buddy. I appreciate you having me on. This has been a it's been a long time coming. I know we keep trying to catch each other here and there, and we're just with archery shoots and hunts and stuff like that. Things keep piling up, but I'm glad we're able to get it together and and uh, shoot a podcast. Yeah, I was gonna message you last night, and I'm not a very good adult, and I forgot. So when I got in in the morning, I'm like, all right, I'll wait. I'm sure he gets up early, but I'll wait a little bit before I text you. And then uh, I actually, I was, uh, I've been trying to put on, pack on some masks. So I've actually, I, I have a gym at my home, but I joined one. Um, you know, just honestly, you know, negative thirty, right? It's um, not as fun working oh, yeah. out in your garage, even with a heater. So, uh, but no, tell everybody a little bit about. Uh, yourself, kind of what you do, uh, kind of the whitetail fit concept, not the part that I poke fun at, but like obviously where you came from with that. Cause I've known you probably since 16, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah. 15, 16. You so, packed on some mass since then too. Um, but yeah, tell everybody about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So like I say, my name's Joel Burham. Uh, I come from a small town in Southeast Nebraska. Um, didn't actually have any this is actually kind of a a funny way of coming up i didn't have any friends or family who hunted at all um, my bird or, or my dad had bird hunted when he was in college but past that nobody on either side did any big game hunting whatsoever and uh i actually got into bow hunting like just watching vhs tapes and stuff like that that i'd I'd find at Walmart and on discount, you know, the mo old monster bucks videos and the jury outdoors videos and stuff like that. And, um, grew up on an acreage. So I was around animals, um, and around wildlife and stuff like that. So I just kind of started striking an interest with it. And I'd been, you know, planking rabbits and stuff with a BB gun and whatnot. So, um, just got interested in it, picked up a bow. Um, my dad bought half of it and I bought half of it for Christmas and, Started shooting it, and the next year when I was 13, I shot my first deer. Uh, shot a big old doe at 28 yards. Couldn't couldn't hit the broadside of a barn, but somehow I smoked this doe at 28 yards, double lung, and so it kind of just started from there, and just became obsessed with it, and and now it's pretty much all I do. But um, I'm sure you can relate with that. But it's it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. But yeah, so coming up through high school, I was, all, I was homeschooled all through uh, grade school and high school, which might, might explain a lot for you, <laughs> but uh, I had a lot of time on my hands, so I could go hunting quite a bit and do my school in the evenings and whatnot. And um, so anyway, started working construction when I was 14, uh, worked all the way up through until, let's see, two, just a little bit over two and a half years ago, I quit to go full-time with my brand. And, uh, ever since then, I've kind of just 
hit the road running and and uh put all my efforts into it and it's kind of grabbed the snowball effect and um been able to have some success i'm pretty blessed so uh but yeah that's kind of the the gist of where i come from and how i came up but gotcha we need to collab on a, a whitetail fit shirt and have you on the front like buff as shit and then me on the back with like a <laughs> bottle of screwball in one hand and a peanut butter bar in the other maybe oh, i like it <laughs> i'll be holding some little debbies on the front too man i don't i don't stray away from any of that i still honestly during whitetail season i eat like trash for the most part i mean it's it's hard to uh i mean we were just talking a little bit earlier about kind of where i've been what i've been hunting and stuff and um being on the road so much it's you know casey's gas station pizzas are about your best option at midnight which is unfortunate that's kind of when you're traveling from state to state and and uh getting food where you can get it but um no during the during the off season why well, say is my off season um you know the spring and summer and and leading into august um i do eat quite a bit better than i do during the fall it's just uh getting ready for those western hunts i always do a bunch of western hunts um to kind of kick things off with the season and heading into elk season i want to be in the best shape that i like possibly can and usually i achieve that you know right around that first week in august i'm i'm in about as best a shape as i can be going in and um and i just i love fitness i love i love working out and stuff like that that was another passion that i fell into uh, when i was about 18 years old i graduated high school i was 128 pounds dripping wet just tiny dude i'm only five foot seven so i've got a smaller frame and i just wasn't happy with where i was at you know and whether it be chasing women or whatever else i'm just like man i don't like the way i look you know i don't like the way i feel and uh so anyway found the gym had a buddy who was working out and he invited me to come work out and kind of got hooked on it got uh got really really serious with it probably that next year and uh just started eating everything i could i mean everything inside i was eating probably 4,000 calories a day which for a 128 pound frame was quite a bit of calories and i have a ridiculously high metabolism so it's actually kind of hard for me to put on weight i know that's uh <laughs> that's uh a lot of people make fun of me for that but uh it's uh it is tough it, you got to eat a lot of food you got to you know watch what you're eating in terms of you know cutting sugar out and and more protein whatnot so anyway i started eating quite a bit ate pretty much wild game for i'd have one at least but more like one or two meals a wild game a day and uh within probably the first two years i shot up to 155 pounds and then since then till now i'm 29 now from then till now i kind of hit a plateau and i've just been slowly building and finally i've got myself the last three or four years i've been sitting right around uh 170 which is kind of like my my wheelhouse so five foot seven 170 and um fairly lean like i say it's hard for me to put on fat which is i don't know it's it's a love-hate relationship with that i gotta eat a lot but no, it, it's just different body types. Obviously, the amount of work you have to put in, uh, you know, gaining weight is the same amount of work I have to put in to be skinny because I'm like genetically a fat kid. So it, it, it is what it is <laughs> when it comes to, to that, which is you have how much weight have you um, uh, tacked on? 
Well, from from high school, like 18, coming, let's see, 128 pounds to 170. So, yeah, how much? How, I mean, what, but that's over a span of of you know from being 18 to 29 years old. But gotcha. Um, how much? What do you think? Are you going to try to stay there? Are you going to try to tack on any? Nope, nope. This is kind of my baseline. So I, I this is where I feel the most efficient. So I've been heavier before. Um, the heaviest I got up to is I think was 175, 176. And I just, even that extra five pounds, that extra six pounds, like I say, my frame isn't that big. So with putting that extra weight on, um, I felt very, um, just inefficient, uh, especially with hiking and stuff like that. Cardio wise, I did not feel efficient in, in any way. And 170 is honestly like kind of, that's my, my baseline coming into Western like elk season and stuff like that. I'm more right around that 165 range. So I'll actually cut about five pounds coming into the Western hunts and then come through whitetail season. I usually get back up to that 170 mark. So, um, I don't fluctuate a lot. But like I say, five pounds is a big fluctuation for me, um, just with the frame that I have. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll stay right around here. This is where I really like it. 165, you know, low body mat, uh, or a uh, low body fat percentage. That's kind of where I'm the most efficient. Gotcha. Well, so like originally, I think I met you and you were wearing a white tail fit shirt and it might've been at the ATA or the Western on Expo. I think it was. Yeah, I think a- ATA a while ago. Yeah, ATA. And I was laughing because I had always said, which I even now, I think you had messaged me about something because I, I had far before your T-shirts, my whitetail fit was getting a, to be a fat fucker because like it's hard not to eat <laughs> bad food um, when you're whitetail right. hunting. And uh, so I thought it was funny because I'm like, well, what's this kid talking about? He's buff as shit. Um, he is not yeah, whitetail so, fit. Okay, but. so let me, let me tell you about this. This is what's funny. So this is, this has been, uh, I've said it on a few podcasts, but this is kind of like a funny, um, how that, how that all came about. So the whole start to the brand, the whole reason for the brand was I had a passion for fitness and I had a passion for whitetail hunting. It wasn't necessarily like when I started it, I wasn't necessarily saying like, you've got to be fit to hunt whitetail bullshit dude i know i know so many guys who can go out with a rifle and sit in a box blind who's 350 pounds and shoot a whitetail it's you know there's it's but i will say there are ways to hunt whitetail where fitness plays a massive factor you're doing the public land thing where you're care having to carry you can't drive a gator in you can't drive a side by side whatever and you have to carry your pack you have to carry your stand your stick everything else however deep to hunt, take, you know, set everything up, take everything out same day, hike it all back out. If you shoot a deer, you got to quarter it, hike it out just like you would a mule deer or anything else. Um, so there are aspects to fitness that absolutely play a factor and absolutely help, but that wasn't, that wasn't the initial goal with the name behind whitetail fit. It was, I loved whitetail hunting. I loved fitness. I did want to start a brand in both industries. So I was like, I'll just put them together. I love both those things. And then it kind of came this thing, like for a couple of years, there's guys like 
poking fun at me and stuff. It's like, man, you could, you think you got to be buff and stuff to hunt whitetail. I'm like, that is not what I'm talking about. That wasn't the whole idea well, for the brand. I love fitness. And I love whitetail. <laughs> even, I mean, to add, cause obviously, as you know, I've been a, a defender of, of, you you know, whatever I'm, I'm a, I, I get along yeah, with yeah, you absolutely. and was the, you know, my thing is like, look, and I, you know, I, I poke fun at CrossFit, but CrossFit's good. And, you know, I focus, tell people like, Hey, don't, don't just work out, learn animal behavior, anatomy, you know, whatever. Right. But it's like, there's yeah. nothing wrong with being fit. Like overall, I think if people focused on health and fitness more, even if all you did was drive a bad boy buggy to your tree stand, you know, that I wish your arms were smaller. Which I enjoy said, doing time from time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, like, you know, I wish your arms were smaller said no woman ever. Right. Like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like, you know, fitness is, uh, um, it's important. Right. And I try to stress that to people, even if in, in moderation or full psychotic or whatever, like it's, it's not going to hurt for you to work out. And so, you know, my thing, when guys would poke fun, I'd be like, well, are you pissed? Cause he's buff or are you pissed? Cause you kill whitetails and you don't, I mean, I like, what are you hating on it for? Like even, and I give you shit all the time. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm about to get whitetail fit too with a little Debbie. Oh, yeah. Right. But I love it. Yeah. I love it too. And that's, that's the fun thing for me. Cause uh, like I enjoy, I honestly kind of enjoy seeing that I'm to the point in my life anyway, where I'm like very content in who I am and very confident in who I am and what I do. Like, I, I love what I do. I get to do this for a living. Thank God. Like I came from 13 years of construction, pouring concrete. Like the last thing I want to do is go back and, you know, sling on a pair of muck boots and start working some flat work like that's that's what i came from you know so where i'm at now it's like there's there's no uh stone anybody could throw at me that's gonna hurt me you know what i mean and like i say i find it amusing 99 percent of the time so yeah oh yeah no it's it's all good um yeah and i think too um like with the, uh, you know fitness whitetail mountain hunting or what you know i've just come to find it no matter what you do people talk shit. Um, doesn't really matter. Right. And so I, you know, for a while, cause I, I started whitetail hunting quite a bit more in the last few years. Um, you know, I, I, you know, had made the comment, like I prefer it over, uh, elk hunting now and I'd elk hunted for so long. I don't get the ad adrenaline rush that I used to get. I mean, I still get one, but not the same as oddly enough, sitting in a tree stand, watching a buck come in, especially from a long distance out If it happens quick. It's not as bad, but if you see one strolling in yep. the typewriter leg gets going or whatever, but, um, the whitetail hunting thing, like people are like, Oh, how can you sit in a tree stand for that long? And it's like, you know, if you're in a really shitty spot and you sit five days and don't see anything, that's one thing. But you know, when you're in a decent spot and you're seeing what's going on, um, you meaning you can see things going on, some rut activity does going by, you know, four hours passes by pretty, you know, quick. And I don't do too many all day sits myself unless I absolutely have to. Uh, but man, it whitetail hunting's addictive. Yep. I like it. Oh, it's, it's next level. And that's, that's, you know, I've, I've been able to hunt quite a few species at this point and I still go back to whitetail as my number one. Um, and I probably always will be, I don't know the day I find a species that I enjoy hunting more than whitetail. I, I don't know if that day will come because like I say, it's, it's very addicting and there's, there's so much, um, at least the way that I hunt them and most people do, um, 
who are, you know, getting on big bucks and stuff like that. It's tactical, man. There is a lot that goes into whitetail hunting that, um, you know, if you just watch a TV or show or something like that, it might kind of go over your head or just think about, you know, like, well, that looks easy. And it's like, well, it, it depends if, if you're doing like to this year, I drew a Kansas tag. So publicly in Kansas was what I had to deal with. Cause I didn't have any connections in Kansas for private ground or anything like that. I hadn't knocked on any doors. I was so busy through summer and whatnot. I couldn't even get out there to um, do any scouting. So I kind of just showed up, you know, and day two, I had a 175 inch deer jump my string spot and stalked them into the 45 yards and shot about a foot behind him. The click went off on my hinge and I'm pulling through the hinge and you know how, how that is when you're pulling through, it's like shot's going to break. It's going to break. And as the shot's about to break, he takes off shot breaks, shoot right behind him. And I'm just like, I did everything right to get into this position. And I just shot a foot behind him cause he took off, you know, it's so there there's, that's the excitement. I didn't know I was going to go to Kansas on public ground and see 175 inch deer, but I did, you know, and that's a, I mean, in, in whitetail terms, 175 inch deer, that's a giant, you know, you don't see those very often. No, you do not. I can vouch for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so th- this year you've been on a, well, you, you have the good years every year, but uh, this year, what all of you put on the ground this year? Yeah, so um, I started off actually in January. Um, I went out to southern Arizona, and uh, I killed a really, really good coos deer with my bow. Um, so it kind of kicked things off that way. We were hunting a giant mule deer out there, but I couldn't pass up the opportunity. I kind of glassed up this coos deer down in the bottom and uh, ended up stalking in, put an arrow in him, and just just giant coos deer. So super happy with that thing. Um, and then did some turkey hunting, shot a turkey in Nebraska, and then uh, kind of rolled into the fall and uh, elk hunting. I uh, went out, I took my brother out on his first antelope hunt, so his first archery antelope hunt, and he actually shot a stud, which was <laughs> spot and stock. He shot a stud out there in western Nebraska, and it was kind of like his first um, mature big game animal with a bow. He hadn't been bow hunting, but I think four years now, maybe five. Um, so anyhow, he shot a stud, super happy for him there. And then, uh, went elk hunting. I shot an elk after, let's see, 22 days on the road, 19 days hunting in total and 13 days for elk. Uh, I hunted mule deer in between the two elk trips, but ended up killing a bull in Colorado. And then September killed a whitetail in Nebraska. Uh, just a stud nine point, um, been kind of watching that deer. I killed him coming back to his bed in the morning. Uh, and then Missouri, kill a giant in Missouri, just seven and a half year old, eight point, 145 inch, eight point. He had six and seven eighths inch bases, just a, just an old hammer warrior. Um, killed him. And then let's see from there. Uh, I went to Kansas. I hit a buck in Kansas that should be dead right now but I still don't know what happened to this day. Hit him, hit him perfect right where you'd want to hit him. Um, got it on video and I've watched that video back probably 30 times, but nocturnal berries right behind that shoulder. Um, 43 yard shot on the ground. He didn't move an inch. He just took it and looked like I got plenty of penetration. 
blood tracked him for 560 yards after 360 i ran like basically went to drop to drop blood and then uh was tracking on my hands and knees for another 200 yards and it was all lung blood it was like frothy bright lung blood um he jumped a fence he started working out in this open cattle pasture i lost blood completely called in a dog dog couldn't do anything and then after the dog left i still put another 10 miles i turned on my onyx my tracker put another 10 miles on foot looking for that deer and never turned him up so the only thing i could think is maybe it was a one lung hit like something happened i don't know what happened when that arrow hit something something goofy happened and that happens sometimes in hunting you can never fully explain um what's going on when an arrow hits an animal um but so anyway i think he's if he's i don't know if he's dead it was a one lung otherwise i've seen deer survive on crazy stuff so um hopefully he's still alive but then went to oklahoma and actually shot my first deer with a rifle um i've killed a couple big game animals with a rifle i killed a black bear uh, in montana i killed an elk in new mexico um but i'd never killed a whitetail with a rifle so i went to oklahoma shot a whitetail with a rifle that was actually a fun hunt i think i'm going to pick up some more rifle hunting uh, I didn't think I would like it that much. And then I did it and I was like, actually, that was kind of fun. Um, so from there, went to South Texas, went and hunted with uh, a mutual buddy of ours, Levi Morgan. You guys all probably know Levi. Um, he invited me out to South Texas. Uh, we both shot a couple of studs. Levi shot his, I believe it was his biggest to date, um, down there and then uh i shot a 152 and 5 8 inch nine point with daggers um just stud buck old buck um and then from there went to oklahoma and i filled my last oklahoma tag on a really nice buck down there here actually that was just a couple of days ago i just kind of got back from that trip um but yeah, it, it's been a season, man. I've been all over the place. I think uh, I think I counted up this year. I've been on the road since August. I've been on the road and away from home over 80 days, which is, I mean, I know you know how it goes when, when fall hits. It's like go time, but it's even more so this year. I don't know what happened, but I just kept throwing states in the mix. And I'm like, oh, I got a tag here. Might as well hunt that one, and, you know, it just ended up being a lot, but I'm back home now. I picked up my dog from training and I'm just kind of working some fundamentals with her again. And so yeah, it's been fun, man. No, that's awesome. How was it hunting with Levi? He's a funny old guy or a funny big guy. <laughs> dude, he is a stud. He's so fun. He's just, he's just, uh, just a good dude. You know, it's, yeah. uh, you can learn a lot of knowledge from him, and you can have a lot of fun. Just everyone was in camp. So Levi, Micah, hunter and then uh joe uh which i think you probably work with joe on the born primitive side right Cadle, yeah we're looking at it um yeah you know him helping out yeah. for sure yeah so joe was filming me the whole time so levi was filming for the show and whatnot so joe was filming me the whole time and then uh hunter was filming uh uh brandon lily yep and then uh um obviously michael was with levi so it was fun man really fun camp good dudes and uh we're kind of looking at possibly doing um getting my butt do you know chad mendez yeah yep 
So we're looking at uh, possibly getting me, Chad, and Levi out to do Wyoming for Mule Deer next year. So, oh, that'll be should be fun. So cool. we're already looking at at next year. Once one one year's over, it's always on to the next. You know. Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, I've, I mean, I've met Chad at shows and, uh, you know, whatever, he's always been super, super cool. Um, and, uh, Brandon Lilly, that is a large man. He's a big dude. <laughs> <laughs> Very big dude. Yeah. I didn't realize he had all the, um, I actually didn't know about him until Levi was like, Oh, do you know, Brandon? I'm like, huh, let me look him up. And I like looked him up. I'm like, Oh, sh-. like this is large human being you know yeah he's well, on i didn't level. know yeah <laughs> he had uh he had lost um like a ton of weight since his competition days right so i'm like look i because i looked him up i think i just googled him or something like that and i looked him up and he, he's like i don't know 250 260 i don't know what he weighed like large human being and then uh in camp i'm like oh he's he's like cut up, but he's not, he's not as like big. And then I'm like, Oh, now I got to talking to him and kind of learning his background and stuff. I'm like, that is crazy. Like, yeah. World champion powerlifter. And wow. I don't know. My joints couldn't handle that. Yeah. Nah, he's a, he's a monster. Very knowledgeable as well, as far as getting big or smaller, you know, just, yeah, sheer strength. But, um, but yeah, cause I, uh, Levi had come down him and Justin Hanna and hunted, um, down in the Davis mountains with us about a month, I guess, or so before, um, you guys. Oh yeah. For our dad. Yeah. For, for our dad. So yeah, it was a good, a good time. That looks like a very fun hunt. Yeah. It's balls to the walls. I think that's going to be something I want to do in the, in the future. It looks like a fun, uh, I don't know, just everything about it. The stalking, the terrain, the, the angled shots. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Um, I, I would have never imagined, um, you know, cause it was, they, they had set those dates up and I was like, yeah, that's going to be tough for me to make it. And then I could tell it wasn't really an option for me not to make it. So like last minute I bought the flight, came down, um, you know, got a rental car. Um, and I, I ended up bringing my bow, but I just, you know, I did not, and I did not think I would have time to hunt because just killing two, you know, big rams in, in, uh, you know, five days is difficult. Um, and so Justin and, and right. Levi obviously being, you know, the, you know, f- like focus of that. And then that ended up happening the first day they killed two. And then, you know, after that, Levi's like, well, you're up to bat, you know, let's film you. And then we got, I missed a red sheep, blew hair off a red sheep's back, which only two of those has ever been killed with a bow. Um, like free range red sheep. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, Micah filmed it, and then we had some crazy weather, and and you know, and, and what I ended up shooting mine at like I don't know. He was Levi was nine and a half yards from it, so I was probably seven when I shot mine. Crazy I stuff. Think I, saw that sh- I think I saw that shot. That was that was dope. <laughs> yeah, crazy, but yeah, um, yeah. And then Levi, uh, I don't know. A couple weeks later, maybe th- I don't know. Things calmed down a little. Uh, cause you know, anytime, whatever you get, whatever, whatever people, good and bad, right. People are going to you know, talk shit no matter what Levi posted his, his hundred yard shot and like the slow-mo video. I'm like, well, fuck it. If he's going to break the internet today, I'm going to go ahead and help him. So then I posted my seven yep. yard shot video and figured we'll just get this out of the way now. Maybe. <laughs> so, yep. uh, and I listened to, uh, I think I messaged you about, or text you about that listening to, um, I think I was on my way to the Oklahoma rifle hunt 
had some time on the road and I popped on the podcast and listened to you and Levi talk about that, that hunt. And I couldn't agree with you guys more about all that. Um, you know, there is a, there's a person out there who wants to, uh, you know, shame on you for certain shots when they can't hit, you know, uh, softball at 30 yards. They can't even hit a basketball at 30 yards and they're shaming on certain shots. Like, well, we got, the best 3d archer to walk the face of the planet. And we got a guy who will make that seven yard shot every single time to save his life, to save anyone's life. That's, that's who you're talking about. So it's, yeah, I, I can agree with you more on those, on those, uh, uh, accusations, if you will. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. I kind of just make jokes about it, but I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I get like people talk about, you know, the potential of, um, you know, seasons being shortened because of, uh, you know, technology. And it's like, yeah, there's an argument to be made, but you know, the, the crossbow coming into play, um, is far more, um, I guess you could say detrimental to, you know, seasons than, than, than the vertical bow. And, and I don't want to sure. really like, I, I hate even arguing about this. Cause I, you know, we guys will be, you know, like, do you shoot a, yo, you're a bow hunter. Do you, do you shoot a vertical bow or a, a traditional bow? Well, I'm thinking a recurve. Well, they're talking about a compound and I'm like, yeah, I shoot a mm-hmm. traditional bow and a traditional bow, I guess. And you're, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I shoot a compound and a recurve <laughs> actually, but, uh, but you know, it's the same with, you know, muzzleloader and rifle, right? People are pushing the limits of technology is, you know, pushing, making it easier. And, and I get it, you know, like people are worried about season uh, dates getting shortened because of that. Um, obviously pressure is another thing, like more and more people getting into hunting. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. Cause uh, you know, when it gets to an anti hunter, they don't know what a close or a far shot is, or really they don't give a shit about anything. They just don't want hunting. Now, as far as ammo, farther shots or closer shots or whatever. I don't know that, that, or, you know, in the case where I shot mine in the neck is, is definitely is, I don't, I don't feel it's ammo. I think what is ammo is very grotesque shit, right? Like, you know, guts hanging out yeah. or whatever, like that stuff can be used as ammo. But if you walk to an anti hunter, the most adamant in your face, anti hunter, they're not going to know if 50, 15 or 115 is right or wrong with a bow. They just don't want you to be hunting. So, yeah. And they won't know the difference between shot placement or anatomy of an animal. Anyhow, they just see, yeah. like you say, they just see red, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird as far as that goes, but so where, uh, where, like where you're located at, um, like what, like what, where are you in the world? I don't think we discussed that yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm still out here in Southeast Nebraska. Um, been kind of, kind of looking at Iowa. Um, just, just what I do. I don't know. It wouldn't, it wouldn't suck getting an Iowa deer tag every year, but that means I got to move to Iowa. Um, but I'm pretty close to the border anyway. I'm only 40 minutes maybe from the Iowa border. So, um, I've been kind of just, I don't know the way the housing market's crazy right now. Um, so I've just been kind of looking around and, and picking that apart a little bit, but yeah, Southeast Nebraska. Yeah. Gotcha. So how big is the town? Is it metropolis giant or is it pretty small? It's, uh, well, have you ever heard of Lincoln or Omaha? Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I live just South of Lincoln, like 20 minutes, um, little small town called Roca. I live on the outskirts of that out on acreage. So. Gotcha. What's your closest gym? 
Uh, so in Lincoln, um, and uh, I've been pretty fortunate. My buddy kind of started. It was kind of like a ground up situation for him. Um, he he was a trainer at a gym that another one of my buddies went to. So I'd I'd kind of gone there and worked out with him a couple times, and he was like, "Man, I think I'm going to start my own gym. Like I want to do this whole thing with with." Uh, he does a lot of um, athletics, like so performance training and stuff for athletes he trains high school and college level athletes at the gym so he built a uh he built a whole uh man it's one of the biggest uh performance gyms in lincoln but uh so anyway he built a whole deal and and uh he kind of he kind of just given me a key to it so it's kind of nice i can just come and go as i want and um but yeah, the the name of the gym is called Kratos, and it's just there in uh, Southeast Lincoln. Gotcha. Or Southwest Lincoln, my bad. So. Yeah, gotcha. So, like with uh, uh you know, you like the brand or what? Like you, you two and a half years ago. So where do you make? Do you sell like the t-shirts and the hats? Um, and then obviously endorsement contracts, just normal shit like that. Like that's you know, use that as far as um you know, funding your life as well as your hunting addiction. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah. You pretty well outlined it. So I do, I do hats and t-shirts and whatnot on my website and, uh, uh, just sell some, um, I also do some wholesaling stuff for, uh, King's camo, one of my partners. So I sell tents and sleeping bags and gators, leg gators, stuff like that on the website. And, um, so yeah, so do some of that on the website and then uh, YouTube. So just ad revenue, Google AdSense, and then uh, the main source of income is working with partners, um, which I've been I've been blessed with the partners I've got. Everybody's kind of been, um, I I I've, I've been blessed in the fact that like I've shot Hoyt for I can't even remember when I didn't shoot Hoyt. You know what I mean? Over a decade, and uh, they were one of the first partners to kind of sign on the dotted line and, and, uh, same thing with Realtree. I've worn Realtree forever. Um, and I'm glad they partnered with Kings camo cause Kings is Kings is the garment. Realtree is the pattern. And, um, anyway, Kings has got that XKG lineup, which is a, a more technical, more advanced lineup and they printed in Realtree. So that makes me happy. So, uh, been rocking that stuff. So, but yeah, there, there's, there's a handful of partners and who's jumped on board and been supported with, with, uh, the vision and, and lifestyle and just the brand moving forward and stuff. So that's kind of how I make my nut. Gotcha. So has that, uh, steadily growing? Has it plateaued? Um, you know, as yeah. far as like, yep. So which one steadily growing as or plateauing? Ah, the yeah, brand, you know, growing. the t-shirts, so, hats, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Steadily growing over time. So I've been doing it since 2016 and I've really taken a, uh, the approach of everything organic. I've never done anything with, I don't even know what they are, like the ad boosting or the, or not the ad, whatever it is, follower. Yeah. Pay to buy followers. Buying or followers or whatever. Um, so I, I've taken the approach of just steadily growing things. And, and over time, it's every year I look back at my analytics and everything's been growing every year. And that's been, uh, that's been a blessing for sure. Cause the, the following that I've got is like very, very loyal and very um, engaged with what I'm doing, which is 
like that's everything I could ask for, you know? And, uh, I do a lot of the Q and a stuff and, uh, answer questions on gear. I'm kind of a gear junkie, just like a lot of people in the space. But, um, so yeah, it's, it's been fun, man. It's, it's been a, it's gotten me out of construction, which is, uh, a blessing. I mean, I, not that I didn't like construction. I mean, it was, it was rewarding in a sense. I was a foreman for, I don't know, six, eight years. And before that, just labor. And, um, not that it wasn't rewarding. It was just a lot of work and a lot of time and cut pretty deep into how much time I could hunt and and the funds I had for hunting and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, this is my true passion and what I, what I love to do every day. So I'm, I'm pretty blessed to be able to do that. So when you, um, like, cause I'm just going to try to like throw you up some softballs for questions that I get, um, for people like, you know, Hey, I want to get into the, the outdoor industry. Um, that's a question I get. And, and my, my general response, and I'd like to get your take on this is, do you want to be famous? Uh, do you want to hunt more or do you just want to be in the outdoors? And it's like, cause if you just want to be, you know, famous, what, you know, that you you probably get into it for the wrong reasons. You have to have that passion to hunt. But if you just want to be in the outdoors, you got to be able to become real realistic with the fact you may not make it enough to support yourself and getting a job with a lot of time off might be a better, you know, option or, you know, go full rip potato chip and become a guide or, you know, a wilderness, you know, work for, you know, if you want to be outside all the time, go work as a firefighter in the off season guide on the, you know what I mean? Like try to, you know, just want to be in the outdoors and not work a, I say a real job. You don't want to be a banker, right. Or whatever. Um, yeah. How much of a sacrifice was it for you initially? Uh, everything I, I, you know, everything's a strong word, but, um, when I decided to go in full time, I can't tell you of another time in my life I was more stressed. Um, but I knew it was something I wanted to try. I knew if I didn't try it now, I would never do it because, you know, I, I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have a wife. I have no kids. I've got a dog now, but even when I started, I didn't even have a dog, you know? So I was pretty, um, frugal with my spendings anyway because i knew this was something that i wanted i saved up in construction i saved up for two three years before i even had that conversation with myself of like can you do this do you think you can do this so when i stepped away from construction i had i had like a a buffer where i knew you know if things hit the fan something doesn't work, whatever else. I have this buffer where I could live for like a year, year and a half, basically without having to work. And I mean, you know, working construction, it's not, I didn't make crazy money. So saving that, saving that dollar amount was like everything I had. So like you say, you play back to the the sacrifices. Um, You know, it's, it's, eating deer meat and ramen noodles because you don't want to go out because you know you want to put that last 20 bucks in the bank because down the road your passions might mean uh you know a living yeah it was not guaranteed it wasn't a it wasn't a this will work no matter what joel this is going to work you know it was very much the opposite it was like 
if you go do this, everything might fall apart and you're going to be looking at bills and whatever else. You have to pull into that fund that you saved for. You might pull off that fund for a year and nothing worked out and you're going straight back to construction. You know, so it was a very, it was a very like stressful leap, but it was the best thing I could have possibly done uh, for the trajectory of where my life has gone now. And what I love about the outdoors, the passions, like say, when you're, when you're looking at wanting to work in this space, um, I think you're hitting the nail on the head with one, find your, find your route. Do you want a guide? Do you want to work at a pro shop? Do you want to work at bows being a bow tech? Do you want to work with rifles? What's your, you know, what's your Avenue? What's your passion that way? And then decide, are you the one who wants to be doing it? As in the guiding, a lot of guides don't get time to hunt for themselves. So like, are you the one who wants to hunt? Are you going to be the trigger puller or do you want to just be on a hunt and help out with, you know, somebody or, going or, on hunts and stuff and, or the camera guy or the guy in front of the camera. Right. Yeah. Both of you are outdoors right, the same right, amount. Exactly. But when he gets to shoot the bow or, yep. or the animal, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've just, I've just grown such a, such a deep passion for just the outdoors in general and, and watching animals. Like I say, when I came into bow hunting, I didn't know anybody who hunted. So my initial exposure was just watching animals. It was just watching whitetail out back, watching turkeys, you know, shooting rabbits with a pellet gun and stuff like that. So that was kind of like my initial push. And I've always had that passion for just understanding animals. Why are they doing what they do? Why are they here when they're there? You know, it's, it's so anyway, yeah. I mean, coming full circle, if you do want to work in the industry, there are sacrifices to be made. Um, it's just how much do you want to sacrifice for which Avenue? And if it's something you're passionate about and something you want to do, I'd say do it. I mean, it's not a, it's not a, uh, question in my mind. I, and I think that's, whether it be hunting, whether it be fitness, whether it be, I don't care what it is. You want to be a NASCAR driver, like go all in on being a NASCAR driver, like figure it out, try to do some, get your foot in the door and try to work yourself self to that next step to go do what you actually are passionate about. And I don't know, it's just how I, how I kind of view life. And, and I couldn't be more happy that I did take those steps to be where I'm at now. Cause I could still be digging footings. I could still be pouring concrete, but I'm not, you yeah. know? So, uh, yeah, I don't blessed for sure. Yeah. Pouring concrete sucks. Uh, I'm not a fan. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I, I think that that's something people need to, you know, maybe realize, uh, or I don't say realize, but really taking a hard assessment of, you know, the commitment level, like what it's going to take or the sacrifice with the potential end goal. Um, and then figuring out the, again, like what you said, what they, what they want to do. So I, you know, if you're looking at it that you want to be, you know, I, I just want to go hunting. Not that many people get to go hunting as a job and uh, not have some potential drawbacks. And in my case, I, I, I hate being on camera um, you know, it's taken a while for me to get used to remembering to upload stuff and I don't mind answering questions, but it does take away some of that, 
fun out of it if that's not what you're into. Now, if you're into that, you get all like I'm a photographer. I get all geeked out about taking photos. If you're get geeked out of being on film and different camera arms and angles and like, oh, that's the greatest footage. Now that's not me, but that might be someone else. There's something wrong with either one. I'm more like, get the fucking camera away from me. I just want to go hunting. That yeah. is a drawback, right? There. You can get tired of hunting yeah. if it's not exactly the way you want to do it. And I, I'm not whining. I, I don't want people, I've, I've been very blessed as well as, as if you, but you need to know is that, Hey, are you, and let's face it, you and I both have been bashed for things that sometimes don't make sense. The negativity comes oh, yeah. along with being known and there's no way around that either. Yeah. You got, you got to have thick skin. And if you're going to put yourself again, this is with anything, but if you're going to put yourself out there, you have to have the thick skin. If you don't have thick skin, it's, Good luck. You're going to be crying a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, uh, I even get a kick out of it. We've had to delete a couple comments of people um, saying I have thin skin. And I'm like, ah, man, I really don't give a shit about what anybody says within yeah, reason. Yeah. I mean, like within reason, somebody starts talking about the company, I'll probably step in and say something. But, you know, my big thing is occasionally I'll be like, you know, like with you, and I'm not saying this because you're on, I mean, you, you know this, like someone says, say, I'd say something about you or a Levi. It's like, Hey, let's, let's break this down in adult conversation. What is he doing wrong? Well, he's not doing anything wrong. Okay, well, what, what do you not like? Well, you don't have to be fit to be a whitetail hunter. I'm like, yeah, I don't think he's ever said that. So what was it? Why is it bothering you? And at the end, I'm like, oh, you're fucking jealous. That makes more sense, you know? So, <laughs> or I'll let you say it. I'll uh, let you say it. Well, and they not, you know, they're certainly not jealous because you can dunk a basketball, right? You're five, seven. Um, no, nope. no, nope. you know, but it's like you made the commitment and I'm, I'm saying this. I don't have to stir up shit. I'm saying this for people to think about this. Like um, you made a commitment and followed your passion to do what you love with not much help. And I know that because I was there when I say there, you, not beside, but I've followed you since the beginning. Like when you were the little guy, well, you weren't little yeah, then, walked in. Say, you, you, you and I met very, very early in what I was trying to start doing. So, yeah, I mean, you've seen it from literally the very beginning of things. Yeah. And I was laughing because uh, I was with Brian with Gritty. And I remember you had that white T-shirt on and I was laughing. I was like, that's fucking hilarious because I had said whitetail fit. Oh, like, the venison gains. Yeah. Yeah. The venison gains. But I thought you ended up coming with a whitetail fit T-shirt at some point as well. Um, you had a, yeah. You had a white venison yeah, gains like, shirt on. I had a couple of them. Yeah. And I so, think at that ATA, I had like 10 T-shirts and 10 hats stuffed into that backpack. <laughs> just handing them out to anyone and everyone who wanted to wear one yeah well i i, I yeah i just i thought it was f funny and catchy right and so for you know for me when i refer to whitetail fit is like the maybe more stereotypical larger in circumference whitetail hunter that people think of because that's what yeah. i would say because for me you know oh, we don't Bubba. yeah Bubba. we you know we don't like you we don't we don't have one i mean I eat bad in, in hunting camp, but we have, you know, I try to stay on point the rest of the time. So that was kind of my, you know, like whitetail fit was like, well, it's time to hit the road, eat pizzas in the gas station and uh, protein That's bars right. and whatever else. And so cheese and beef jerky. Um, but it's like you did that. You followed your your dream and your passion. You didn't let anything stop you and you haven't done anything 
wrong meaning to the community. Like you're motivating people. And so when you break it down, it's like, okay, you don't have to be fit to hunt whitetail. All right. You don't, I don't think he would argue that. And then it's like, well, um, no. why is that? A, what is that affecting you? Why is that affecting you? And when you, know, you get down to the brass tacks of it, it's, it's all personal, internal mental shit people have. And it's like, well, I get, I get it. If you were more boisterous, let's say like, you know, I'm, I'm blunt and that pisses people off. Yeah. There's justifiable. I understand that you're pretty fucking chill all the time. So it's certainly not your personality. So that's, it was always kind of yeah. funny to me with that. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Like I said, it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a fun, um, journey, just like with, with anything you dive head first into, you learn a lot of stuff along the way. And it, it's been, it's been fun to just see the process of things. And I think anymore, I don't get me wrong. I get 99% love, 1% hate. I mean, it's, it's a very, very strong community that backs me and, and supports me and stuff. And, and I'm internally grateful for that, but yeah, it, it is fun, man. It's, it's been a long ride and a long journey and things are only growing and going up from here and, and uh, the bigger things on the horizon. I just can't wait for it. It's, it's been fun. And yeah, with the, with the fitness side, like I say, whitetail season is about the time I eat the worst, <laughs> but Hey, no, you got to get through. Elk. And that's why I've always said too, is every whitetail hunter's dream is to go elk hunting with a bow. You know, you talk to anybody out here, uh, Missouri, Iowa, Nebraska, any of these States. And it's like, man, what's your dream hunt? It's like elk with a bow in the rut. That's their dream hunt. And one thing I will say, um, if you're planning on going and doing a, a backpack elk hunt, no more, honestly, no matter how many days it is, if you're rolling into it completely out of shape, you're going to have a bad time. So what's it hurt to be fit? What's it hurt to get in the gym and, and, you know, mentally put yourself through the paces, physically get yourself a better body and, and just a stronger body and more efficient that's not going to hurt anything. By the time you do draw that tag to go hunt elk, you're not going to be blindsided with like, Oh crap. I, I can't hike anywhere, you know? So yeah, just staying on top of things I think is, is important just for life in general. You have a little bit better life. I think too, if you're, if you're in better shape, you just have more motivation and you're more driven to do things. So doesn't hurt all around. Yeah, I'd say it doesn't hurt. And, you know, I'm, again, recovering fat kid anyway. And so, like, swollen, like, uh, joints and inflammation, um, you know, gut problems. Gut When I say gut problems, gut health issues or just lackadaisical dragging, tired, um, you know, rewind. Like, I never imagined, like, why the hell am I drinking 100 ounces plus of water a day? That's stupid. And it's like, actually, it's not stupid. It really makes a difference. And so, you know, it's just little things like yeah. that I try to explain. to, And it's a lifestyle, right? Like, you, you get you got to make a commitment to, you know, you got a choice on the way to work to grab a donut or you got a choice to prep your meals, right? It, you, it can become kind of just yep. what you do. Um, and I think... 999 out of a thousand people would look back and say, I made a smart choice to, to li live a healthier life. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I do get shit. When I say that people message me, you two Copenhagen. It's like, well, I didn't say I shit gold. 
I'm not perfect. <laughs> I try. Okay. I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've also started oh, to drink too much funny. alcohol, but it's like, look, um, like, don't you worry about what I do. Well, I'm just like, look guys, I didn't say everyone's perfect. If anything, I, I try to like talk about faults or whatever. And it's like, you know, yes, I, I talk about trying to cut out processed carbs or sugars, right. And, and cut down carbs and making better choices. And they're like, yeah, you chew Copenhagen. I was like, yeah, I know I do. I've done it for like 25, 30 years. I'm not <laughs> going to stop. I did not say I was perfect. I'm just saying if you can cancel a lot of the bad things out that you're, that, you know, if, if, if I had the determination and willpower, which I don't, I would quit chewing and maybe I'll die of mouth cancer. I don't fucking know. But I do like the fact yeah. that, that I work out and I go to the gym, try to eat healthy. But, yeah, no one's no one's perfect. Um, you know, as far as that goes, like I'd imagine you probably drink caffeine, like, right, I would guess. Oh, yeah. 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 Like I said, yeah, you texted me this morning. You're like, hey, you want to hop on the pod? I'm like, yeah, let me get another cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah just trying to be better in, in whatever way you, you can. I don't think it's a horrible thing. But, um but where can people, we're getting close to an hour here. Where can people find you, your website, where they can buy, you know, T-shirts and, and hats and support your next hunt, uh, as people tell me all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I'm buying a backpack so you can go hunting again. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so the website is just whitetailfit.com. Pretty easy. Uh, type it into Google or any browser or whatever. It'll pop up. Um, and then all the social medias are just whitetail fit. Instagram is whitetail underscore fit. Um, they like to shadow ban me quite a bit just for being a hunter. But, um, so anyway, if you can't find me on Instagram, type in whitetail underscore fit and you'll find it. So. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm looking, you got some cool t-shirts. Are those, are those next level shirts? Yes. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. They're all next level. And same with the hoodies. Uh, I believe the hoodies are, uh, I just drew a blank. They're not next level, but they're nice. They're like a 60, 40 cotton poly blend. And yeah, that's my favorite. They're real comfy. Yeah. That's my favorite. Oh, you're out of the one hat. That's a dad hat, the stone hat out of stock. What the hell? That's the one that would fit. I know the dad hat. Yeah. You got to represent (laughs) the dad hats were actually a really good seller. It's probably why it's out. Yeah, I yeah, that I had to get dad hats recently for Kafaru because people were bugging me because I I I I I mean nothing wrong with a, a trucker hat they just don't fit my my dome my fat head as well but and then uh, any words of wisdom for for people listening in um you know we talked about that already but as far as like you know pursuing what they want to do the, the commitment that kind of stuff yeah definitely like I say uh, we had kind of talked on that earlier but just figure out what your passions are and don't back off. I mean, just pedal to the floor and chase whatever it is that you are uh, wanting to achieve. And, and you're not getting any younger, no matter how old you are, you could be 40, 50, you're still not getting younger. If there's something you want to do, do it or start doing it, start figuring it out. And life's too short to uh, just wait around and sit on your butt and, you know, wonder what if, and, oh, I wish I would have done that, whatever. And, um, so, yeah, get after it every chance you can and try to live a healthy lifestyle when you can. Like, say, we all have our, our vices and our crutches and whatnot, but doesn't mean we can't still get in the, get, get in the gym, get moving and, and work on things. And, yeah, man, it's, it's uh, I don't know, I've been blessed. I've been, I've been uh, able to do some really, really cool stuff the last couple of years and stuff that I would have never seen myself or imagined myself doing you know like you look back at 
if you asked 14 or 15 year old Joel, you know, Hey, do you know, you're going to be doing this when you're 28, 29 years old. I'd like laugh in your face. Like that wouldn't have been an option when I was 15, you know? So I'm here now I'm doing it now and I'm living my best life and you can too. That motivational was that a good speech? There you go. Yeah, <laughs> nailed it. Drop the mic. Uh, yeah, no, it's a cool, cool story. Um, and you know, not like being beside you the whole time, but watch it kind of transform. Yeah, it's been it's been cool. Um, yeah, and I, I got to say, we got to get like you and Mike Hearn, South Cox, and uh, probably Cam and Chad to play basketball uh, together. It'd be awesome because you're all like. <laughs> Oh shoot! Uh, I'll be, I'll stay at the three-point line. I don't know if we want to fuck around with Chad though. Um, like he gets a little aggressive, we might have to change it up to like <laughs> wiffle ball or something. He's a he is a dangerous man. How tall is Chad though? He's he's in that five seven range, right? Uh, he's five. He's a little shorter than I am, so he's probably five six. I don't think he's five five. Five six probably. Shit, is Cam the tallest one out of well, all? He years? is a wrecking ball, dude. He yeah, is a no, wrecking ball. Yeah, I would not want to. I would. That just... dude's traps are <laughs> like it doesn't even look like it should be on a human. I was watching the street fighter shit he's doing now, where the bare knuckle stuff. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I think I'd be like, hey, hello, sir. Can I buy you a cheeseburger? I really like your watch, but he's <laughs> 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 yeah, like dude's yeah. dangerous. Yeah, and you know what's funny is like Chad is. The, uh, there's a couple of people who. Uh, just I talk to and stuff, just friends around home and stuff. It's like, man, what, you know, what's Chad like? It's like, he's the nicest guy in the world. Like you'd never, you, if you didn't see the cauliflower ear, you would never know that Chad was a fighter. You know what I mean? Like just the way he carries himself. He's just a very, he's a very humble and just super nice guy. But yeah, he's ripped out of his mind. Dude's freaking giant. Yeah, no, he's always been super, you know, cool to me, and and uh, yeah, I mean, I, the same thing with the with the fur and feathers, or is it fins and feathers? Uh, when he fins started, fins and feathers. Yeah. yeah, he started that about the same, oh, 2016, 17 time frame as well, if I remember correctly. And he's gotten after it too. Like he's yep. done good for himself, both, you know, with the fighting and and hunting. Um, and it, you know, couldn't happen to a, a a better guy. Just good dude. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, well, cool. Right on, man. I'm going to go back to my uh, real job here now that I'm in the office for a little while before I head back out. But I appreciate everything you do for the industry and hopping on. And uh, yeah, everybody, I encourage everybody to go follow um, Whitetail Fit and watch him not get, be fat um, and buy his clothing and T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I appreciate it, Aaron. Thank you very much. Oh, hey, by the way, uh, Total Archery Challenge, are you getting out to any of them? I hope not. No, I'm going to go to a few. Um, I, I, I actually, we were talking about it the other day. I probably will go to uh, at least half of them this year. So, Oh, right on. Well, that's more, <laughs> that's more than a few. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the mannequin thing or whatever they did, the life-size, uh, cutout cause is a joke. Cause I never go to shows. I'm kind of introverted. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to try to go to a few more this year. Cool. We'll have to link up and shoot one. Yeah, definitely. For, for sure, man. Uh, well, cool. Well, thanks again for everything. And thanks for coming on. Yeah. Appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk to you later. See ya.